Good evening, good evening, and welcome. Welcome to this uh, live session, this coaching session for the Stepping Into a New You group. Welcome. How are you doing on today? I pray that all is well with you and your family. Uh, just be encouraged on today, knowing that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Today, I want to talk about healing your hurts requires love. Healing your hurts requires love. And tonight's lesson, I'm going to talk about immature love. So over the next several weeks, I'm just going to be talking about love. How is your love meter on today? It's going to require you to love yourself enough to do what is necessary to heal from whatever you may be going through or have experienced and haven't healed from it yet. You could be in the middle of something right now and it's going to require love. Extending love to yourself and extending love to others. This journey to grow into who God has called us to be, especially to those on the journey of healing from wounds you did not create. You may be asking yourself, how does love help me to heal? Well, I'm going to let you know on today. How do I conquer my past emotional trauma? I have to look inwardly at myself before I can look outwardly at others or my circumstances. When we check our love meter, we can see where we have been immature in our love. Our society confuses love and lust. Unlike lust, God's kind of love is directed outward toward others, not inward towards ourselves. It is utterly unselfish. This kind of love goes against our natural inclinations. It is impossible to have this kind of love unless God helps us set aside our own natural desires so that we can love without expecting anything in return. We can't manufacture this kind of love when we don't feel it. We gain it only through the Holy Spirit, according to Romans 5, 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We have the love of God in our hearts. We never love perfectly without God's help. Only Jesus can do that. The more we become like Christ, the more we will show love to others. What does love look like? 1 Corinthians 13, 4 
through 7. We will get to that. What does love look like according to the Bible? You know, we can, you know, go through life saying, you know, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. But what does love really mean? What does love look like? Have you ever wished something bad to happen to someone? I know I have, but that wasn't love. But did you act up on it? If you did, that wasn't love. We all were created to be loved. We were made to carry it, feel it, and release it. Our hearts and souls are wired for love. To be loved and to extend love is the longing of every human heart, no matter who they are. God created us to be in communion with him, to walk with him, to love him, and to know what it means to truly be loved. Why does the word love cause some people to withdraw inward and close up? Do you know anybody like that on today? When we begin to see others as God sees them, our love meter grows. Before our love can grow, we have to look at the enemies of loving the right way. Love has enemies. Those two enemies are fear and hate. Fear and hate go hand in hand. There are so many people whose love is underdeveloped. 1 John 4.18 says, Perfect love casts out fear. When your love is matured, it can break off fear. If we do not master fear and overcome it, we cannot heal from our past. We cannot heal from offenses. We can't step into our future and we will be unable to walk in mature love. So what is underdeveloped or immature love? It is rooted in fear. Fear. The enemy begins when we are very young. After all, he does not waste any time. Fear takes root in our childhood and it may not show up until later in life. I do apologize. I don't know if you did hear the phone ringing. That's the house phone, but I'm going to have to let it go to voicemail and I will call them back. God knew you in your mother's womb and he has a plan for your life. And the enemy has a plan for your life as well. If he can't physically kill us, he can taint or distort our understanding of love and therefore destroy relationships and ultimately our destinies. Destiny is very much rooted in our relationships. 
fear, hate and fear are the enemies of love. The more toxic our relationships are, the more likely it is that we will not fully grasp destiny and become who God planned for us to grow into. Our first experience of love is with our mother and father in the healthy, in the healthy environment. They are excited about our birth. They raise us in nurture and nurture us in the fear and admonition of the Lord. That is mature love. Fear and hate comes into our lives when we don't have this mature environment. Did you come into existence when the family was burdened with finances, health issues, wasn't expecting a child to come onto the scene and they just weren't quite prepared for a child? In most cases, they gave you the best that they had. They didn't know it, but God did. God birthed you into that family. The early connections to our parents impact our ability to love. Then as we grow, our other major connections come into play with our siblings, other family members, our associates, who shape our understanding and security and attachments. If you aren't secure in the home growing up, the seeds of fear and hate take root in your life. Love is the bridge between us and others. It is the love that allows us to let people in and allows us to feel safe and secure. Every human being was created for love and a lack of connection means there is a lack of belonging. So when the home is void love, that mature love, you don't have a sense of belonging, a sense of being valued and appreciated in the home. A lack of belonging is a signal that love, that mature love does not exist. There are several areas the enemy brings in the disconnection. Now let's look at them. There are four areas that the enemy brings in disconnection. Number one, the enemy caused our first disconnection in every area of love through our parents' inability to fully love us the way we needed to be loved at the time we were growing up. Fathers are to provide provision, identity, protection, and they defend us. And when we don't have this in place, it causes us to defend ourselves, to fight for ourselves, and create coping mechanisms anchored in fear. The mother's job is to comfort, 
nurture, and teach. If the mother is deficient in these areas, we grow up thinking we don't need to be comforted or we seek out everyone and everything to comfort us. This leads to those bad relationships or us extending ourselves to help others when we are the ones who are looking to be needed. And when we overextend ourselves, then we become frustrated. But it's us, that internal mechanism that God has given us, craving and desiring love and to be appreciated. A lack of nurturing will cause us to remain closed up or untouchable or we can become clingy. Clingy. Has anyone ever told you that? That you were clingy or possessive? When a child has no clear direction or teaching, they tend to grow into an adult who often questions themselves and is looking for affirmation and direction. Are you in that place on today? looking for direction from others and affirmations from others because you didn't get it when you were growing up in the family. The enemy knows if roots can be planted early on through our parental relationships, he can create thinking, stinking patterns, thinking patterns that will impact us for the rest of our lives. And we struggle with those thinking patterns. So the first disconnection is a disconnect from dad and mom. Disconnect from the guardian, the one that loved you, the one that God, the family that God put you in to raise you up. But the parents were deficient in certain areas and they couldn't give you what you needed they only gave you what they had, what they knew. They gave you all that they had. Number two, another source of immature love is woundedness in our relationships with friends, parents, and siblings. When we aren't loved as our siblings are, when we are treated differently in the family, as we grow, our sense of approval shift from our parents to our peers. What they think of us and who we are becoming oftentimes become very important. When we are overlooked, wounded, or betrayed by siblings, family members, peers, we often internalize that and begin to process it inwardly. We may begin to think, what's wrong with me? We begin to guard ourselves. No love is coming in at that point and no love is going out. This causes many of us to perceive our worth and identity as skewed or less than. The enemy used the relations of siblings and pairs to attack our trust of ourselves and of others. 
Deep betrayal or disappointment will often cause us to close our hearts to love, be overly suspicious, or it may cause us to close up entirely and not feel safe opening up to others. You won't feel safe extending yourself, your heart to others. You won't extend yourself to be truthful, authentic. You guard yourself. Therefore, mature love is not coming in or not going out. Number three, beyond our family and friends, our culture plays the next greatest role in our understanding of what love should look like. Each culture displays affection differently, some healthy and some not so healthy. There are some cultures where things go on where it's against the law in the United States. Each home has a different culture. I didn't grow up in a home that was affectionate. Well, you know, when you get the hugs and you're telling one another, I love you, I love you. I appreciate you getting those affirmations. Verbal affirmations are very important, especially when you are growing up. But that doesn't excuse us from not extending those words of affirmation. Now, when I got married, my husband thought there was something wrong with me because I didn't grow up in a home that said, I love you, or you hugged one another or kissed one another in front of others to show that affection. So I had to learn how to show love, a mature love. Much of how we think and look at the world is not only impacted by our family, but our environment and culture. One of the biggest things that must shift when we learn about love and how to overcome fear and rejection is our culture. One of the most important things to do to grow in our love and grow out of rejection is to move out of those current environments that are not enforcing love, mature love. We were made to be loved. In order to heal, you must leave that environment, leave that relationship. Otherwise, it reinforces in your mind daily that you're not truly loved. And it becomes hard to move forward it becomes difficult to value yourself. It becomes more taxing on you. An environment that enforces an orphan heart has these characteristics in it. Think back to when you were growing up and did you have these characteristics in your home? It could be in the family, a church or a culture. There was competition was being fueled in the family. There was gossip, comparison, pitting kids one against another, 
Fear, shame was the status quo. Not open to mistakes and push perfectionism. It had to be perfect. Talking one another down. Toxic. You didn't have a voice. Every man was for himself. There was no sense of community. Do, you did not get celebrated when you had a success in school. You weren't encouraged. Secrecy was encouraged. Fear tactics were used to keep you quiet. Fueling lies. Coming against anyone who challenged them. Compromise in the area of sexual purity. Financial integrity. And had an inability to forgive. The inability to say I was wrong. To apologize. And to love people well. Did you have any of these characteristics in your home growing up. It's hard to love in an environment like this. You are just coping, doing what you have to do to survive. And I say to our parents that are in the group, don't think so highly of yourself that you can't tell your children, I was wrong, I made a mistake. I apologize. I shouldn't have said that. I should have done that. They will appreciate and respect you so much more when you do that. Number four, immature love is birthed out of lack of understanding. In order to love in a mature way, we must know who love is and what love looks like. Our family, media, and people try to teach us what love really is, but we have to look to God to find out what true love is. Our lack of understanding of what love is often causes us to be immature, which destroys our relationships. Our early difficulties in mastering love and relationship often shape how we respond to life. Our future is very much connected to how we heal these areas from our past. Or right now, if you're in the midst of something. But we must start with our family first. Our love meter. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7, says that love, we're talking about mature love on tonight. And I know uh, some of us are going through some things. We haven't quite gotten over it yet. But it's going to require love, mature love, to get over those hurts, past experiences, Mature love, love suffers long. It is kind. It does not envy. It does not parade itself or is not puffed up. It's not prideful. Mature love. It doesn't behave rudely. 
no matter what someone does to us. There's a way to get someone told, but you could be nice about it the way you tell them. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked, provoked to anger. Love thinks no evil. Check your mind on today. What's going on in your mind? Love does not rejoice in iniquity, sin, the hidden sin of our hearts. Never mind the sin that you may do out in the open, but what's going on in your heart? We got to clean our hearts up. Love rejoices in truth, not in lies. In truth, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. How is your love meter? How is your love meter on today? Still need to work on a few things? Love, love, walking in mature love. There are many who go year from year walking in fear, and they think it is love. Fear torments us. When I hold the offense or trauma so close to my heart, mind, and soul that I refuse to talk about it, get the help I need, uncover it, disagree with the spirit of darkness, why hide it? Bring it to the light. We can't heal from what we don't confront. We can't heal from what we don't acknowledge. We can't heal from what we don't talk about. We can't heal, ladies, from that thing we refuse to deal with. We can't heal if we hide it. If you have acknowledged it, and you are ready to take the next step. You are ready to move past it all, be healed and move forward in your life. Go ahead and take that leap of faith because mature love is gonna bring it to the light. Psalm 5110 says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew the right spirit within me. God, clean me up. It's me, God. Help me to mature in my love. There is a call to love without fear, to trust once again, to believe once again, and anything that opposes that must be confronted. God desires that we walk in mature love. That fear does not dictate how we love or who we love. That is mature love. Jesus, 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 mature love. It's not easy, but God requires it of us to walk in mature love. In order to be healed from those things that we have gone through in life, it's going to require love, God-type love. 
Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that the love of God has been poured forth into my heart by the Holy Spirit who's been given to me. I keep and treasure your word. The love I have for you, Father, has been perfected in me, complete in me, and perfect love casts out fear. Father, I am your child. I commit to walk in the God kind of love. I endure long. I am patient and kind. I am never envious and never boil over with jealousy. I am not boastful or vainglorious, and I do not display myself haughtily. I am not rude and unmannerly, and I do not act unbecomingly. I do not insist on my own rights or my own way, for I am not self-seeking, touching, fretful, or resentful. I take no account of an evil done to me and pay no attention to suffered wrong. I do not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but I rejoice when right and truth prevail. I bear up under anything and everything that comes against me. I am ever ready to believe the best for others. My hopes and faithless under all circumstances. I endure everything without weakening because the love of God in me never fails. Father, I bless and pray for those who persecute me, who are cruel in their attitude toward me. I bless them and do not curse them. Therefore, my love abounds yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. I approve things that are excellent. I am sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. I am filled with the fruit of righteousness. Everywhere I go, Father, I commit to plant seeds of love. I thank you, Father, for preparing hearts ahead of time to receive this love. I know that these seeds will produce your love in the hearts to whom they are given. Father, I thank you that I, as I flow in your love and wisdom, people are being blessed by my life. And I thank you, God, for creating that new heart in me as I walk in love, as I become anew in you when you create that new heart in me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless you. I will see you all next week as we dive into lesson two, talking about love. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.